Welcome to Batchadamia, a podcast so educational it could be a university class. With your hosts, Danielle Dick McGue, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henniger. All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Batchadamia. It is Kim and Bill this week. Um, and we are going to talk about the women tell all tearjerker, uh, the continued chaos in uh, paradise. And then uh, probably some other stuff that has nothing to do with the show, because that's how Kim and I roll. Uh, all right. So how are you, Kim? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Um, <laughs> your I'm mug. Wait, 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 wait. Hold your mug up. Oh, yeah. My parents got me this. Don't fear the kidney donors here. You're in good. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Yep, my mom was very proud of that when she showed up to uh, help us. So. <laughs> um I lost my train of thought. Oh, we are actually recording in the morning. So I don't, I am not drinking alcohol. Um, I'm drinking coffee. I've, uh, I've already had a giant thing of, okay, full disclosure. I've had a giant mug of hot cocoa and a giant coffee, co- uh, mug of coffee. So I'm high on sugar and caffeine this morning already. Like it. So this might be a different flavor from Kim and I. Normally we're like one or two. Well, I'm normally one or two drinks in. I don't, I don't know what Kim does in her spare time, but. I'll I never do- tell I do my best work with a, a slight buzz. So, uh, all right. So question of the day, you ready for question yeah. of the day? What was cool? Yeah. I felt like this was a good one given the golden bachelor and then bachelor in paradise. What was cool when you were young, but isn't cool now? The patriarchy. The patriarchy. <laughs> that's a good one. No, let me think of something that's not so Kim. Um, what was cool when I was young, but isn't cool now? I had one that I thought of. Okay. All right, Sheila. Are you throwing a dress like a dad party? Hold a on. birthday brunch or a vow renewal? Something is happening. What is happening? Is you that me? So- oh, geez. Uh, I had the question thing open. Um, and uh, a commercial started on it. You know how like, <laughs> you have, like ESPN, it'll start. Sorry, everybody, but that was from Drizzly. I don't know what Drizzly is. All right. So, are we being possessed? Okay, go ahead. Here is my uh, when I was in like ninth grade, and probably you were in like eighth grade, there was like everyone didn't want their socks to show. Um, but like the ankle socks hadn't really come out. So people would take those long, like crew socks and then like pull them down. And so you'd have your sock like, like almost over your foot just so you didn't have any socks showing. And then I feel like like that was cool, right? And then somebody is like, you know what? We should just make socks that like go below your ankle bone. And now that's what everyone wears. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I think that might be a Newton thing. I don't remember doing that in my hometown. Oh no, I saw it on social media and it wasn't a Newton person. Oh, okay. Then I guess it just wasn't to Nevada. Well, here, okay. It might have been what the cool kids did at Nevada, and I just didn't know because I was not in that clique. <laughs> It might have um, been an athletics thing. Oh, yeah, maybe. Like I think that some if we're going to stick with that time period. So um, my sister was here this weekend, and we were at this vintage clothing store in the Czech Village, and we found a pair of stirrup pant jeans oh. hanging on a hanger, and we were both like, Oh my stars and garters. So I'm going to say, because I wore stir, I, I wore stirrup pants probably every day 
um, with the socks over and then the shoes and then like an oversized sweatshirt or an oversized shirt. Very safe style. I loved stirrup pants. I would probably wear them again if they came back because I love wearing leggings and it's basically leggings with a little thing on the bottom to keep your pants from riding up. Right. So um, stirrup pants were very cool. They are currently not cool, but based on everything else I'm seeing in Target right now, they're probably on their way back. Well, I feel like skinny jeans were in, which were like kind of like a stirrup pant. Like they were, they were skinny. They just didn't have Yeah, a but you have to have that piece under the foot. Okay, gotcha. Bill learns about fashion today. Yeah, yeah. All right, you ready for the, the recap discussion? Yes. Here we go. So Golden Bachelor, what did you feel like the overall vibe was uh, with the women tell all? So I, I continue to think that they should just scrap regular Bachelor and Bachelorette and only do Golden Bachelor moving forward. Because so full disclosure, I always watch the shows out of order because I don't watch them live. And last night, I actually watched the hometowns and the um, women till all back to back because I forgot to watch the the hometowns last week. And I am just completely overwhelmed again with how freaking delightful it is to have mature conversations yes. like. When the women were talking about all the things that they were that were going on in the house and mm -hmm. and how much fun they had together and the food and the digestive issues that came around with that food, like it was hilarious because they were like, "Yeah, we, I, I have digestive issues," and they're like, um, "And then when um, Faith came, oh, I might be spoiling some things." You're fine. People already watched, right? So yeah. like when Faith came out and she and Gary were talking, and Faith was just like, you know. He said, I apologize. I told your family I wouldn't hurt your heart. And then I hurt your heart. And they just had such a grown up conversation. Yeah. And having watching that after watching the most recent episode of Bachelor in Paradise, when it was the most ridiculous thing on the planet, I just thought, gosh, this is refreshing. I even think if they did like a, a an elder millennial Bachelor Bachelorette, where it was people in their 40s and 50s. Right. So like, just get away from these 20, 25, 27 year olds because nobody's no one's making good decisions in their 20s. And they're they like they can't have adult conversations because they haven't had enough life experience to have adult conversations yet. So in short, I really like the overall vibe differences. It was so much more um like friendly and like supportive. I just mm -hmm. I just watching it, it was like this is so much. But I like the drama, so I, I tell all where they're like calling each other names. But this was also like if I was going to tell students in class, like, how do you like make friends and, you know, how do you talk through stuff? This is how not the like. Yeah. You know. The thing that made me laugh, though, was like, why was Patty there? She did. She she didn't say anything. She waved when they introduced no. her. And that was always that's her only interaction. Like, I get that she's Matt James's mom. So she's part mm -hmm. of Bachelor Nation. But yeah. she didn't even make it past the first night. Why is she at the Women Tell All? And then she added nothing to the conversation because she had not had any of those experiences. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder about that. The ones where the people are there and they never say anything like maybe they did and they edited it out because I'm sure that that like. I that wondered about all that. It's like three hours of filming and then they splice it together. So, yeah. 
So I thought it was interesting. They brought Kathy um, up on the stage um, and she said she could have been more delicate. And yep. the really uh, the the women really seemed to like her. Like they all yeah. said she had like a big heart. So yeah. thoughts on that. Um, I wondered at the time if she was just getting edited funky. I mean, I think that when you reach a certain age, you give zero fucks about what comes out of your mouth. I can't wait for that moment. Um, but so she said what she felt at the time. And then, you know, you go back and you reevaluate. And I think the more mature people recognize that they probably came off a little stronger than they needed to. And they own it and they apologize. And problematic people don't. But she was so like, even in her introduction, she's like, her movement, her hello was a zip it thing. Yeah. And she looked so like she kept, they showed her like in the little screen window when they were huh. showing her and Teresa talking. She was so embarrassed. She kept like hiding her face like, oh, my God, I can't believe I acted this way. Yeah. So, well, I think she, we all benefit from not being filmed. Like, right. it's, it's, weekly, I say something and I'm like, God, I'm glad I don't have to relive that. So, yeah. And yeah, I thought she seemed like she owned it, but also she was kind of like, you know, this is who I am. This is how I feel like I, I yeah. need to be better. But also it's like, oh, who I am. So those ladies all had like, I mean, epic glow ups. Now, obviously they had access to makeup and hair for the show that they didn't have at the Bachelor Nation house. Um, but they all looked freaking amazing, too. So. Yeah. Nice well, it, it brings like, I think the argument for regular bachelor is that like, you know, people want really good looking, like hard bodied, attractive people, but it's like, it's not like any of those people were not really, really good looking, you know? Right. And I think the ratings right now, like demonstrate that people want something different. They want something new. Um, so they either need to shake up the franchise or, you know, scrap it and, and go with this. Um, so Joan talks about, uh, her feeling of leaving early due to her daughter's pregnancy, uh, complications, which she said was postpartum, um, which made a little more sense because it kind of was like, uh, you know, at the time, I think you and me, and as we talked through it, it was like, she just wants out, like she had had the baby, you know, um, but the postpartum thing made more sense. So yeah. thoughts, um, do you think she wanted out? I still kind of felt like maybe she was just like, this isn't working. But then she said, oh, I felt like it was left on things are left on said. Yeah, I actually read an article that she tried to come back. Oh, after her daughter oh. got um, some help. But then her daughter had another relapse. So she oh, stayed. No. Yeah. <laughs> So I think her daughter is just really struggling with postpartum depression and she uh, decided that this is where I need to be. But I, and I, again, I don't know if this article is accurate. It's not an Associated Press news article. So, but it did seem like she did want to come back and just, just couldn't because her daughter had a relapse. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's that's added to the the thing. Yeah, I wonder if if Gary and whoever he doesn't end up with don't like they don't work out. Um, what uh, if he'll go back and and talk to the other women? If you know, I honestly, I'm so I'm always you know I'm always so skeptical about the relationships on Regular Bachelor lasting more than two or three months. But I think that Gary is being so intentional yeah. 
with this show and he's taking it so seriously. He is not on this show for Instagram followers. Right. Um, I think that this could be a, this could be the first, the one of the few lasting relationships. Yeah. I I'm of two minds on that. I think that um, I do think he is, you know, he's in this for, you know, to, to find somebody. And I think the women are too. Um, mm -hmm. Although there's always that hanging idea out there that maybe there's going to be a golden bachelorette. Um, and so you wonder sometimes if the women are like, Oh, you know, hang on long enough that I can get to where people like me enough. Um, but I also just think too, it's like, you've only like, I just, the relationships that you build on this, I just cannot be convinced that it is meaningful enough or long enough that you can really make a decision. And it's like, I feel like everyone's at their best and the people who aren't at their best get sent home. So it's like, yeah. Kathy wasn't at her best and she got sent home. Right. Now, maybe that wasn't the exact reason, but it definitely looked like it played into it. And it's like, you got to be really good at you know, yeah. I think the producers would be idiots if they don't continue this part, this franchise. And I think moving forward, people will want to be on the show to be the next Golden Bachelor or Bachelor. I think, I think this season was such an unknown on how it would be received and how it would work that I don't, I'm really trying to see the best in people. So I think that this season alone everyone is there to fall in love and be on TV and meet someone. I think moving forward, there will be people every season that are just trying to be the next. Yeah. Or want to like sell anti-aging something or other or something or other. Right. Uh, so Faith goes home. Um, and I was shocked. I thought Faith was you know, one of I the wasn't surprised. Um, I wasn't surprised because she would be the hardest person to figure out logistics for living. Right. Leslie is the easiest because she's the closest to Indiana. Yep. I honestly think Teresa would go wherever. I just like, she's probably got enough money that she can fly back and forth to New Jersey whenever she wants to or whatever. But Faith, I mean, she even said, I have to stay here. This is where my horse is buried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely, uh, you can tell that, that, and he didn't really seem to react to it, but she is in Washington, the state, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It didn't look like it was like near an airport. Um, it was beautiful, but I yeah. don't think it was very easy to get to. And she kind of made no bones about it. And so I wonder, my mom actually was, uh, cause that's what my mom and I talk about, um, who, but she was like, I think, you know, he realized that it would just be too much work. And uh, yeah. Yep. I, um, I think that from the beginning of this series, I thought that it was going to be Teresa. Mm -hmm. But after the last two episodes, I think it's Leslie. You think it's Leslie? I think it's Leslie because he gave Leslie the rose. No, no trauma, no crying. And then when he had to make the, when he had to tell Leslie or Faith to go, that she wasn't the one, he was devastated. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Teresa kept like, 
Teresa just looked like she wanted to crawl into her body. She yeah. when she looked very like sad. She's just like staring at the ground, like, oh my gosh, what is like? I and I, I when he left and went and talked to Jesse. Uh, let me get back to Jesse too first. Um, but he like like the girl, the women just like had to stand there, like, okay, now what? What do we do? But, that happens every time, like, and it's just like, no, it's so I, awkward. yeah. What were you gonna okay. say? About? Jesse. I want to talk about Jesse and how awesome it was that he showed. So when Ellen was on the at the at the couch and they were talking about her wonderful relationship with Roberta and I, that's when I cried. Like I lost my yeah. crap during that scene, and so did Jesse Palmer, and yeah. Chris Harrison would never like that. Is that has endeared? I know we joke about how boring Jesse Palmer is. But I think he's living his best life this season because he loves being at the beach and he seems to thoroughly enjoy the Golden Bachelor. Well, so yeah. I just like when he was crying and the Clempt and Ellen was crying and the audience was crying and I was cry like, oh, my gosh, it was amazing. Elaine and I were talking about that. And it's like, I feel like you finally got to see what Jesse is good at. And it's like he's like he showed emotion. He seemed connected. Um, it was like, I just don't think he's funny. I think he yeah. like, really like, they want him to be like the funny man or they want him to be like paternal. And it's like, he just isn't good at it, but it was like, really, he's like, whatever was happening that one. It's like, wow, I believe that he's a real person now and not just, you know, some robot being fed lines. Well, and I think again, the difference is he's around really fun women all day long on yeah. golden bachelor who, I mean, there a lot of them are probably his mom's age, so they're probably treating him like a child, like a son, but in a good way because moms love their sons, right? And when he's dealing with twenty six drunk twenty five year old women, yeah, he's probably like, I hate my life right now. Like this, bros sucks. And, like yeah, twenty three so year old bros and vapid women. It's like, yeah. and when he's in Mexico, he can just drink the whole time and show up and say hi and walk away, like. That's the ideal. But when it's regular bachelor season, I don't think he loves his life as much. Yeah, I think that would be hard. But I would be there for it. If Bachelor, if you oh. need a new host, I will gladly host. I, will. I still think they should bring Caitlin and uh, Tasia back and do it because they were delightful. I think I would get fired because I'd have too many like snarky comments. About like when they're like, and I'd be like, oh, that's sad. Like, I'd be like, this guy, really? You're crying yeah. over, you're crying yeah. over Zach, really? Come on, I'm girl. Never the, I'm never the one. It's like in the three relationships you've ever had, how many years. have you broken up with? Two. Yeah. One. Oh boy. All right, Bachelor. All speaking, right. speaking of bros and vapid women, um, Bachelor in Paradise. So Charity tells Eliza. So there's this whole like cliffhanger at the end of the last one. Mm -hmm. Then you get to see Charity and Eliza, what they talk about. Basically, she says Aaron's kind of a dog and then seems to not really tell Aaron that. So I that's the first thing I, I would be interested in your take. It seemed like she was like, oh, Aaron did this, Aaron did that. And when she sat down with Aaron, it was like he was kind of like, yeah, no, I never did that. And she's like, OK, well, just treat people right and have a good day. Yeah. So I first of all, I think it had to have been incredibly jarring to transition from the wholesomeness that was gold. If you were watching it straight through live, the wholesomeness that was the beauty of the end of um, 
Golden Bachelor, and then this insane storyline that yeah. kicked off. Like, I would have thrown something at the TV if this was the first thing I was assaulted with after watching the most wholesome hour of television I've watched in a while. Um, I, I, it cracked me up because it was like, this was such a nothing burger. Like, yeah, I wish yeah. someone was here to like tell me what to do about Aaron. Oh, look, it's charity. Did they just have her on speaker, like speed dial and say, Hey, we might need you for a plot. Come down to Mexico. And then she comes down and then she talks to Eliza. And then it's like, well, here, someone was reaching out to my family on social media saying that he was a bad person. And then when she pulls Aaron, they just have like a, oh, yeah, it's good to see you. Oh, yeah, it's good to see you. Are you having a good time? Yeah, this is what happened. Oh, I had no idea until after the fact. I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay, guys, I'm going back. Got to go dance again. See ya. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, Nothing. I thought Eliza. And I also thought she said stuff to sorry, Charity said stuff to Eliza that she probably should have said to Aaron as well. Like, I felt like she just kind of didn't tell him. And so I wonder if when he watches it back, he's going to be like, well, geez, you didn't give me a chance to really answer those things or, you know, really push. I or think Aaron... did, and it wasn't concluded in the what we oh, saw. That's true. I think Aaron's a dog still. I, oh, I, think I, can't him. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, Eliza could do so much better. But Eliza seems very sweet and like, oh. I feel like he's the type of person that like preys on that type of, you know. Like, oh, I love him. He's going to take care of me. But they seem to be good. Thoughts? I don't know. I don't like him. Yeah. I want Michael to steal her away. When we get... <laughs> we'll get to Michael. We'll get to uh, Michael. So, <laughs> so Kat goes after John Henry. Um, <laughs> this is really the big, like, this is the whole, like, what the whole episode was really about, yeah. right? So Kat goes after John Henry. Olivia tells uh, John she really likes him. And John's like, oh, shucks, which is really my response. Like the women seem these like they seem to be throwing themselves over John. And he just seems to be like either like. I don't know. It, they, they seem to think he's this real catch. And it's like all I know about him is that he seems to be fascinated with coconuts and he's an underwater welder. I don't think he's very smart. Oh, and no. the whole time I was thinking he's being manipulated so hard. He doesn't even stand a chance. And yeah. also, I don't get it. I don't see what the, I mean, yes, he's attractive. And yes, when you're in your 20s, that's a thing. Also in your 40s. But like, I don't get it. I don't see what the appeal is. He can't really have a conversation. I'll, and I don't know that that's what they want. I don't know that's what you want on the beach in Mexico. But I just, yeah. like, what's the end plan here for any of those three? Well, I feel like for Kat, it's about winning. And that's all yeah. she cares about. However, Olivia seems to be, like, she seems to, like, have some substance. She seems to be able to think, you know, and it's just, like, like you could do so much better. Like this guy is going to just be really boring. Um, yeah. But he's the only option for a Rose that we know of at the point that we are in, in the storyline, he's the only option because so many people have paired off and are like working. I also have to say, I don't know how Kat still has any hair because the amount of time she spends playing yeah. with her hair. Oh my God. You're so amazing. Yeah. Oh my god! Ugh, ugh. 
like, I feel like it's like a mental health thing with her. I feel bad. Like, yeah, like, I think it's her nervous. Have, yeah. Like, does she have really bad anxiety and that's her like soothing technique or, um, the only other thing I, when she like, invited them to too, the I noticed charity doing it when she was on the beach. Oh, mm. Yeah. The only other thing I, when she invited him to the hot tub and he got in there, I wish they would have started playing man eater by Holland Oates. Cause it's like, I mean, that was like, <laughs> I'm going to suck your face off. Like she just wanted to put her tongue in someone else's mouth and she, she Oh, and I'm very happy for her because that was the one thing she, that was her mission on the, on the beach was I want someone to put their tongue down my throat and you did it. But that man has also recently put his tongue down someone else's throat. Is that tongue clean? Should we do a little check? I don't know. Well, and I just don't like, I can't get, I can't decide is John Henry just like that, like bumpkinish. Or is he like playing it because then it gets him out of responsibility? I don't. I I think he's that bumpkinish. I don't think he's smart enough to be manipulative. I'll I'll go with it. Who wins in a fight, Cat or Olivia? Oh, Olivia, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, Cat's just a lot of like, like she, she would awesome. get like she'd be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and then you'd like touch her and she'd fall down and say you broke her arm. Yeah. I'm going to call a lawyer. Um, My daddy's going to take care of you. Yeah. Mm. So we've covered that there's really no like overlap between John and Kat. I, I don't, I don't know why they match well. Like I, I just can't figure it Both out. Dumb. Yeah. John did go and apologize to Olivia. What did you think of the apology? Too little, too late. Yeah. I thought it was a good apology. Like I, I think he was sincere but he really did do her dirty, you know. He told her last week yeah. or whatever time on the beach. I don't understand how time works there. That she was his number one. Mm -hmm. And then Kat puts his her tongue down his throat and he changes his mind. I feel like he was just worried like Kat would like gnaw his head off like a praying mantis if he didn't pick her. Um, Could you imagine what the fireworks would have been if he had done that? It she would have been would, as she left? Yeah. It would have She'd been like, kind of, yeah. I feel like she would damage things and like throw bottles and Wells would just be staying in the corner like, I just cleaned. I just opened that bottle of wine. Um, Bring Tito's bottle, you jerk. Ooh, yeah. sponsor, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If ever we would be sponsored, Tito's would be one that I would I would take a Tito's. Um, Blake and Jess are back together. Um, I'm gonna just I listened to two episodes ago, you and Kelsey, which I thought was funny because both of you seem to be coming closer together. But then I got a text from Kim as she was watching this. It's like I don't like Blake. I think Blake is a dog. I think he. Um... That was Kelsey. I didn't text you. No, you texted me like last night when you were watching it. I did? Yeah, you said I still don't like Blake. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. I, I think I think he is a um I think he's really manipulative, but I think he plays it as this like kind of sad Eeyore manipulator. Um and I felt like when he was talking to Jess, it's like all oh, this like I liked you and I was so sad. And then he's like waiting for her to throw himself at her. Um mm -hmm. and it worked. And they're back together because what? 
Jess wants a rose. Jess yeah. doesn't care about Blake. Jess wants yeah. a rose. Yeah, and they never really addressed her sucking face with, uh, was it Tyler? Yeah. Tyler? Who's yeah. back with our girl Mercedes? Yeah, he's a, yeah, okay. He's so. a dirty dog. I don't any, trust that dude. Yeah, any closing thoughts on uh, Blake and Jess? I can't wait to see what happens next week because Katie's on the beach. Yes, that I feel like this is like Blake's big moment. And he just seemed like he was having a like mental health crisis, just pacing around, looking at stuff. Yeah. Um, so the plot, the cocktail party goes as planned, except that Braden gives Olivia his rose. So yes. um, because Becca flakes on Braden. So yes. is this like a redemptive, redemptive arc for Braden? No, I think Brayden just wants to see more chaos. I think Brayden likes Olivia as a friend and wants to see more chaos on the island. And also he was just like, he's not going to pick Rachel because uh -huh. that, that would be super awkward. Or did Charity get picked by... I think Charity got, had gotten picked by somebody. Yes. I don't think he'd spent any time with Davia and I don't think he'd spent any time with Genevieve so he wouldn't have known them. Mm -hmm. And Olivia's fun. You want Olivia's that fun friend you want to keep around. So he picked her. And then also chaos can continue. Yeah, he uh I don't know. I I think it was planned because then he gets to look really good, but also it wasn't it was a nice thing to do. Um He just seems like he thinks like He's like goldfish, like three seconds ahead. That's all Braden can manage. Is that it makes me concerned that he's a traveling nurse. I know. <laughs> or maybe he's really good because it's just like he just next thing, next thing, next thing. Um, Do we know what department he's a nurse in? And he doesn't care if he's killed a person because he forgets and he's just on. Yeah. Like, we have such a nursing shortage. They're like, <laughs> like we need you. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he only works in hospice, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> like the angel of mercy, they set him in there. It's like, we need to clear some beds out. Oh, and then, Braden. Um, so, and then Tanner kind of becomes the it boy, and everyone loves Tanner. Um, and then he sends Davia home, which I thought was just crazy. Like, everyone seems to agree that Davia is like the most attractive person that's ever been in Bachelor Nation ever. Um, but Tanner sends her home. And who did Tanner keep? Mercedes. No, Rachel. Rachel, that's Mercedes right. with Tyler. I do not get Tanner. Mm -hmm. I don't get the attraction. I, he's so boring. These guys right. are all so boring. Except for Brayden. Except for Brayden, who is like the opposite of boring, but in a chaotic kind of way. Yeah. Like he's like a... Braden the Golden Retriever. Golden Retrievers are not boring. Yeah. Well, the rest I, of the guys were like Golden Doodles. Boring. Yeah. I feel like he's the type of guy that you like date and you like think he's going to be a great husband and he'll like settle down. But then you're like, honey, you need to do this. And he's like, come home. And there's like, you know, the kids have run amok. And he's like, well, I started taking apart the VCR. Why? We don't even have VHS tapes. Well, it wasn't shooting tapes out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or instead of helping clean the house, he goes and builds a birdhouse in the garage. Yes, exactly. He didn't ask for. Yep. And it's like just whatever is on his mind at that moment. And it's like endearing in some ways, 
but like in the nuts and bolts of being in a relationship, it's like, for fuck's sake, man, yeah. do what you need to do. Step up. Yep. Stop uh, being ever... boring. What? Stop being boring. Yeah. Yeah, there's a middle ground, right? Like there's a middle ground there where you don't just always talk about like fantasy football and um, underwater welding, but you also aren't like Braden where you're like wearing weird ass earrings and battle wrapping. Did you notice those earrings in Golden Bachelor were chairs? Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't even (laughs) see them in the audience. I must have missed that. She she like did a little because she was one that said they should give us chairs for the um i had something really brilliant oh, i'm just gonna say this one more time of course brayden freestyle raps oh, oh god this one more time if there was a tv show and i was the main character brayden would be a character that comes in for comedy relief just because he like just sets me off it's like you, me, Danielle, Elaine would be at the bar and Brayden would walk and be like, what's up? And I'd be like, fuck you, Brayden, get out of here. Like I just- So I don't remember if it was this week or last week because I watched both uh, uh, weeks of Bachelor in Paradise this week. That is so um, much. That's so much Bachelor stuff this week. My brain is a jumble. But at one point, Brayden was wearing like a scarf around his head in I texted you and Danielle and I said, Brayden looks like Streganona, which is a children's um, character, a, a character in a children's book who's like kind, maybe a witch, but also she makes this big like soup with ingredients that everybody brings to her house. It's kind of like stone soup, but different. And Streganona, I think is like an Italian grandmother. I don't know Italian, but I, I think Nona means, gra- I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Nona does, I think. But like, he is a caricature of himself always. Um, but he would also be the most annoying. I think he would either be the greatest friend you could have or the most annoying friend you could have. There is no middle ground there. I feel like saying he's a character of himself is a really good description. Like, I don't think he knows where real Braden ends and Braden the character begins. And no. it's like he's just always trying to like, set himself apart or look cool you know yeah Yeah. uh and then michael shows up who is michael i I still you sent me the text like who's michael i i don't know who he is what season was he on i think he was on charities i thought that's what he said oh my god i like don't remember him at all yeah and then olivia is like into him and here's the thing if olivia has one fatal flaw it's like she thinks everybody is hot and like falls so hard for them. Um, I don't know that she's falling hard for him. I think she wants to have somebody on the island with her. And she has the rose this week. So she, yeah. can, she can cause chaos if she wants to. Yeah, if I were her, I'd just be like, come to me, y'all. Let me know. Yeah. Huh. I would take boring John Henry back. I'd be like, hey, John Henry. Just to, just to set Cat off. Yeah. <laughs> and then make some poor other guy like have to deal with cats like yeah yeah i uh he seemed nice michael seemed very yeah. nice Gave her, her shoe his shoes because the sand was hot i thought so when i first watched it i thought he just took his shoes off and was walking on the sand i was like this helps no one this helps no one and then i realized that he gave them to her um yeah. like, 
the the most unchivalrous chivalrous chivalrous act in the world. So, all right, lessons learned. So I have to show you. So I have to show our people who watch on YouTube oh, something. Yeah. As more lessons learned. So a few episodes ago, Bill said the greatest quote I've ever had my name included in, which was "Bo Jackson is the Kim Hanna of sports." Yep. By Bill Henning. Yep. Or, and my friend made me a shirt that says, hold on, let me pull it up. Bo Jackson is the Kim Hanna of sports. I love it. So it's very cozy. Um, I think we could even like, you can order this. He, he designed it and put it on like some sort of thing where you can order more. So oh, I was even, yeah. yeah. So I was even like, can you do other stuff? Cause I think it'd be fun to give my family like coffee mugs that say Kim Bo Jackson is the Kim Hanna of sports for Christmas. That would but be. I don't, I don't know if that exists yet, but um, thank you, Chris, for making the shirt. Thank you, Bill, for saying the quote that inspired the shirt. And thank you, me, for ordering it and wearing it. So and, you heard it here first, folks. And being so good that uh, so Bo good. Jackson wears Kim Hanna pajamas. <gasps> what if we then, what if we made pajamas with my face on it, wearing this shirt and sent them to Bo Jackson? Is Bo Jackson still Just, alive? Oh, yeah. Okay, send them to Bo Jackson. He would be so confused. He'd be like, I don't understand what I don't, is I don't get this. I don't know what this is, but I like it. With links to like the episode. It's like, just listen. It, it'll make sense after it'll you make sense. It'll be, Maybe his kids watch the show and then they can find us and then it's all good. Um, okay, back to the actual show. Lessons learned. Um, I, I learned that even in the most beautiful storyline possible with Ellen and Roberta, Bachelor producers will exploit our human uh, emotions by having Roberta's daughter in the audience and then having Roberta and Ellen have a public conversation where Roberta's daughter thanks Ellen for being such an amazing friend, which was so... of. With everything else that I loved about that episode of Golden Bachelor, I did not like that part because I felt like it was exploiting Roberta. I felt like it was exploiting Roberta's daughter, and I felt like it was exploiting Ellen. Yeah. But I loved Ellen on the couch talking to Jesse about her friendship. Yeah. That I loved. Chef's kiss. But I didn't like the daughter part because I didn't. I felt so uncomfortable for everyone involved in that. Thought it was very awkward. Um, mm -hmm. Um, I learned, uh, that, um, it does get better having to deal with like, like bros and vapid, like 22 year olds, you know, like, I feel like this, uh, golden bachelor has given people faith that like, you don't have to deal with like, you know, flaky 23 year olds your whole life. So, yeah. I agree. I also kind of think. Gary is an anomaly and he isn't like they were all like all them all men are like Gary at this age and I don't think that's true but mm -hmm. I like that he uh, it's nice to see a grown mature adult man having showing emotion on TV um I listened to he was on the bachelor podcast they interviewed him mm -hmm. and he said his pickleball friends have a drinking game 
um, that because they watch it and then they take a drink every time Gary cries each episode and they get wasted. That's he said they, get, they call me afterwards and they're so drunk because That's I amazing. cry so much in every episode. I was like, yeah. your friends are awesome. I love you. Like yeah. that's amazing. Good for him for crying. I know. Do it, yeah. dude. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, city shout out, uh, Largo, Florida, not to be confused with Key Largo or Mar-Lago. Oh. Um, yes. Which I don't know if Mar-Lago is even a city. Um, I think it's just a fortress of evil in near Miami. Open sewer pipe. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I don't know if we have any people who swing that way, but we lost. Sorry, I doubt we have MAGA listeners. And yeah. if we do listening we don't want you (laughs) um okay so uh largo is the fourth largest city in the tampa bay area it's called the city of progress it's got eighty-two thousand people um and in the state of florida what do we think yep it's got rapid growth um progress Yep, rapid growth. Uh, surprisingly, it is majority white. I thought maybe down there, and, and like majority white by like 80%, uh, down to 70, 80% in 2010, down to 72. Um, so changing demographic. Um, yeah, and then notable people. Uh, this is my favorite one. Let's see if there's anyone. Chloe Lowry, singer-songwriter. Uh, Dexter McCluster. Um who played for the Chiefs? Nope. Bill Young, who's a congressman. That's it. I don't see anybody who. Oh, Lanny Poffo, who's a professional wrestler. Ooh, that's cool. I don't know who that is, but that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much, uh, Largo, Florida. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, any any closing words for us? How do we know how many more episodes of Bachelor in Paradise there are? We know there are only two episodes of Golden Bachelor left. Are they going to time it to end at the same time? Because I feel like there's a lot of story left to happen on VIP. I feel like they're going to end it at the same time. Okay. Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving. It's the week after. There's no show on Thanksgiving week. They're really dragging this thing out, man. Sure as heck are. Because next week, or this week, I guess, technically, is fantasy suites for gary right and then, uh there's no show on thanksgiving night and then um but the, there's a two hour which i assume means one hour engagement and then one hour after the rose yeah on the 30th i feel like uh they could do it on thanksgiving uh i loves me some football but uh i always feel like there's this like thanksgiving evening when you're kind of like now what do i do um yeah just some trashy bachelor and some warm, you know, golden bachelor would be the way to. So, so I'm hosting this year and we're, we're doing Mexican food because nobody really actually likes Thanksgiving food. So we're doing a Mexican Thanksgiving instead. I mean, uh, people like Thanksgiving food. No one in my family actually really likes Thanksgiving food. Um, And I don't think that, a couple of them have figured out yet. I don't have live TV, so there will be no football on at my house on Thanksgiving. <laughs> unless unless I, they have unless they have logins. Unless they want to log in and they're welcome to do that. But I don't enjoy I love any sport live and I hate almost every sport watching it on TV, especially football, unless it's the Super Bowl, because that's like a whole thing. So 
They might, may, maybe they'll leave right after dinner. I don't know. <laughs> That's actually a good idea to get people out. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I have this thing. I don't think like 70% of Thanksgiving foods people actually like. I think it's just like a, like, we have this. Yeah, we're doing enchiladas and um, um, I'm going to make tres leches cake and we're going to do like margaritas. It's going to be amazing because my aunt's margarita recipe is it will put you under the table very quickly. Um, so we're very excited about it. And then it's not like turkey and mashed potatoes, all that super heavy food. Yeah. Yeah, because Mexican food is not heavy. Super light, super <laughs> light. Especially like the cream, like I'm making like two different kinds of enchiladas and both yeah. are cream based. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and uh, y'all have a good week. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Bachademia with your hosts, Daniel Dick McGue, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henning. All thoughts and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the person who spoke them. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the show, leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share with your family, friends, colleagues, and other Ardent Bachelor fans. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at bachadamia at gmail.com. Or on the Twitter with the handle at Bachadamia. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.